Good evening. You're currently tuned into Youth Radio on KUNM. I'm your host this evening, Diana Baron Moore. And I'm Jaren Kai. Many of you may wonder why we're not bouncing off the walls tonight. Well, that's only because the walls aren't padded like ourselves back at the asylum, Diana. Quite right. Well, due to court order, we have to be on copious amounts of mood stabilizers. Tom Cruise is currently trying to get us off so the aliens can read our heads. But it's not going well for him. He only hates us because our check bounced when we tried to join Scientology. Well, anyways, as we sit here, all calm and stable, we have a show to do. Tonight, we have two interviews and one public radio exchange piece on the topic of the conflict in the Middle East. Our first piece was an interview conducted by Kyle Ferris with Armand Chakarian and Miriam Adams, two local activists who have been holding regular protests of the U.S. involvement in the war between Israel and Lebanon. Following will be an interview hosted by Jaron Kai with three members of the KUNM Muslim Students Association. We also have a blunt radio piece from Spencer Scott, who interviewed an Iraq war veteran. Now, our recovering appendicitis victim, Mars Chalon, will give us some music. Yay. Yes, it is true. I am a recovering appendicitis victim, which an appendectomy was performed and I had installed a zipper so I could stash all my cash. But it feels great to be back on the show to come as the music host. With that thought, let's get it cracking and let the engineer for tonight, Kyle, play the first song by Matsuyahu off his new CD, Youth, which hasn't been released until March 7th. So here's A Crown Without a King by Matsuyahu. To get to know ya, please wanna be close to you Yes, I'm so hungry You're like water for my soul when it gets thirsty Without you, there's no me or the air that I feed Sometimes the world is dark and I just can't see With these demons around all around Nobody's been down to negative but I believe, yes, I believe I said that I believe This next piece is an interview by Kyle Ferris By a group of protesters who have been meeting weekly in Albuquerque For the past several months, a group of protesters have been meeting on Central near Wellesley in protest of the United States' involvement in the affairs of Middle East countries. Recently, I spoke to Miriam Adams and Armin Chikarian, two protesters who have helped organize this event. Could you tell me a little bit about what you are doing down here, uh, what it is that you're protesting? Well, um, the community, the folks uh, from the uh, various groups that stopped the war machine, Arab-Jewish Peace Alliance, now called the Middle East Peace and Justice Alliance, and various other groups uh, have been on the streets since mid-July, actually, beginning of July, when Israel began uh, bombing Lebanon. And we came here to take a stand, to speak to the people in Albuquerque and let them know that we're not going to stand by and let this go on without some form of protest because we deeply um, resent uh, the kind of um, behavior that our government is demonstrating, lack of diplomacy and encouragement of chaos and war, especially in the Middle East. So we were here. We've been here since 12 July, and uh, this is our last vigil at this point. 
unless something else happens. And I see signs here such as uh, we're being set up again. So could you describe a little bit about it? How is it that we're being set up? What is it that our government is doing that you think is repeating events of the past or instigating such things as chaos? It's an interesting question um, because for those who have been noticing, and, and Armin, I hope you'll jump in, but for those uh, who have been paying attention to what's been going on between the United States and other countries concerning Iran, uh, we have noticed um, the same kind of um, lack of diplomacy, threats, um, and, and focus that if they do not comply with what our government says, there is apt to be trouble, i.e. war. This is the same kind of buildup that many of us noticed prior to the attack on Iraq uh, in 03, March 03. Um, the, the threats about impending doom, about mushroom clouds, about weapons of mass destruction, and we have to stop it before it gets any worse. And, of course, there were also the links created to let people believe that there was a connection between Iraq and al-Qaeda. And now we're hearing that uh, Iran uh, is uh, fostering terrorism and violence vis-a-vis Hezbollah, uh, which uh, you know is is a, a native-grown Lebanese uh, resistance group. Um, whether you call them terrorists, it depends on what side of the fence you're on, I suppose. But they have never been aggressive against another country. They merely came out of the ashes of the 1982 Israeli attack on Beirut and Lebanon, and those people that survived are now the are now the are now the, uh, the, uh, the, the community of Hezbollah, which is both political, politically based, religiously based, and resistance group. Armin Shakarian spoke about the possible consequences that an attack on Iran could have on the U.S. Uh, right now we're particularly concerned about um, American naval forces are being deployed to the Gulf, Persian Gulf, and um, they've deployed a, a, a strike force, uh, the Eisenhower aircraft carrier, which was supposed to be deployed a few months later, but they're moving it up so that it can be in the Persian Gulf next to Iran October 21. So we're worried that 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 an attack may occur even before the election, in which case uh, we're concerned about the impact on this country, which would include rising gas prices, um, uh, attacks by Sunni Sunnis in Iraq who are allied with the Sunnis in Iran to attack Shia. our troops. I mean, I mean sorry, sorry, Shia. Um, increased terrorism against us in the U.S. and just the general overstretching of our military resources, our economic resources. The support for the weekly vigils from the surrounding community has been much greater than was originally expected. Tremendously positive response each and every week. I would say out of the hundreds of people that pass us by, one or two people have been extremely verbally aggressive and, um, and extremely angry. One or two people a week. Hundreds of others pass by, give us support, honks, waves, and it's, it's quite amazing. None of us expected this kind of um, positive response. We, we're used to being kind of uh, the stepchild on, on issues of uh, 
public concern and about the war and so forth, dealing with issues of Palestine and Israel. When asked about what the rest of us as individuals can do to stop the conflict between us and the Middle East, Adams and Chikarian had this to say. Two biggest things I think are, <clears throat> maybe three biggest, are to talk to your friends and people you know, to write letters to the editor, and to contact your representatives. Those are the three sort of PowerPoints, I think, uh, that are most And to read. There's, there's a lot of very good... Um, information available um, now that weren't out, weren't available even five years ago. Um, I highly recommend David Hurst's um, Gun and the Olive Branch, The Roots of Violence in the Middle East, which has been a mainstay for for historians and uh, folks who are interested in issues of the Middle East, and he covers it beautifully and concisely. It's been a book that was originally put out in the 70s, then again in the 80s, and re-released in 2003, bringing us right up to the Iraq War. What do you think then needs to happen, both from the U.S. and countries in the Middle East, to create a more lasting state of peace? In my opinion, and I don't speak for anybody else here, in my opinion, the United States has to become an honest broker. They cannot send arms, money, and technical support to Israel and then say that they're playing uh, the role of peace mediator between Palestine and Israel. There needs to be honesty, and there needs to be lack of built-in bias. And uh, that means that we need to have people who are willing to really sit down and negotiate uh, hope for the Palestinian people and offer a sense of security for the Israelis, although... You must remember that the Israeli army is probably the third or fourth most powerful, well-armed, technically superior army in the world, and they have big brother Uncle Sam standing behind them. The Palestinians are largely unarmed, have no security, have nowhere to run when the missiles come in, and believe me, the Israelis have been firing missiles day after day since July. No one is paying attention. The West Bank has been raided, if not nightly, every other night. Roundups, people taken prisoner out of their homes, home demolitions. There is no reporting on this, but this is a long, long issue that has been irritating many of the people in the Middle East. The fact that the United States is not an honest broker, and that's what we need to see. That's my opinion. Thank you very much. That was Miriam Adams and Armin Chikarian talking about the protests of the United States policies in the Middle East. That particular protest is no longer meeting, but the rest of us can continue that work by becoming more informed, paying more attention to what is happening in the Middle East, and making it clear that as citizens we do not stand for the way the Bush administration conducts international policy. For KUNM Youth Radio, I'm Kyle Ferris. That was Kyle Ferris with Armand Chikarian and Mariam Adams about the weekly protests on Central and Albuquerque near Wellesley. Thanks to Ramon Garcia for editing that piece. Now let's jet off to Mars. Yes, I'd like to jump into the next song by Bob Marley. Have a little preaching about fussing and fighting off his album called African Herbs Man. So Kyle Ferris, hit it. Thank you. 
I was Eric Casno off of DJ Logic CD called The Animali. Now to Diana. Welcome back, kids. We have a special treat for you. Three students from the Muslim Student Association of UNM are here to talk to you about their upcoming fast-a-thon and the time of year known as Ramadan. They're talking to Jaren Kai tonight. Take it away. Thank you. Hello, I'm Jaren Kai with KUNM Youth Radio, and I'm here tonight talking with Amjad Musleh, Omar Alamari, and Suzanne Madani. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? They're from the UNM Muslim Students Association. So now, will our guests please introduce yourselves? Hi, uh, this is Amjad Musleh, and I would like to start off by saying I'm a Palestinian-American that was born in Louisiana, and I was uh, raised all over the place in America, in the Middle East, and I've lived everywhere, honestly. I'm currently a senior at UNM studying biochemistry, and I'm a pre-med medical student, hopefully applying this year to go to medical school. And I am the, or was the president of the Muslim Student Association last year. Hi, uh, my name is Omar Lamawi. Um, I am currently the vice president of the Muslim Student Association, and I was born and raised in Cairo, Egypt. Um, I've traveled here and there like four times from here to Egypt. Um, I'm currently a pre-law student here at UNM. Uh, my dad's also a professor. Um, I have three brothers also here at UNM. Hi, I'm Suzanne. Um, I'm currently a senior at UNM. I'm a biology major. I was born and raised in Albuquerque. Uh, two years ago, I was the women's coordinator for the Muslim Student Association, and I'm happy to be here. All right. Can you please tell us a bit about the Muslim Students, Muslim Students Association? Sure. Well, it was formed in the 70s. Um, I would say we have a couple different goals. Uh the mission of the Muslim Student Association is, number one, we like to provide spiritual guidance to our own members. Um, and also, I, this became of more importance ever since 9-11, but we try to also get rid of a lot of the misconceptions that people have about Islam through various uh, activities that we have on campus. For example, Islamic Awareness Week, uh, Islamic Awareness Week which is held every spring semester. Um, we also um, perform various uh, community outreach programs, which... Um, to most of us is, you know, the most important goal of MSA. And um, one of those is the FASTA-thon, which is why we're here uh, to talk to you guys tonight about. Um, can you explain a bit about Ramadan and the benefit of fasting, uh, Omar? Well, Ramadan is uh, originally, it's uh, the third pillar of Islam. Um, it's one, uh, one month of the whole year where Muslims worldwide, um, they fast together for 30 days each day from sun up till sundown, and uh, it's an obligation on every Muslim, um, mature and healthy. Um, uh, during Ramadan, there there are lots of benefits and blessings that we get out of it. Uh, one of it is um, fasting. It trains us to become, uh, trains us to 
become more pious, righteous, and God-fearing people. Basically, we connect with God on a more spiritual level. It also um, controls, uh, we have self-control. Basically, a person that's fasted for 30 days, will be he's going to be capable of, of controlling himself and becoming a, very, a good person day by day. And lastly, and most importantly, uh, one of the main purposes of Islam is that um, it's it we it's a commandment, Islamic commandment that we have to take care of the less fortunate people, um, which is easier when you fasted for thirty days because you 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 kind of put in their shoe for thirty days and you feel how hungry they become and you're you're more you're, you associate more to them and you sympathize and appreciate the suffering of how poor they are, and that's why we're here today to like reach out to the UNM and Abu community so that everyone gets a chance to participate in these kind of events. And that's what I'm proud. What are your um, personal beliefs on Ramadan, uh, Suzanne? Um, I believe it's a time to disconnect um, myself from materialistic things, disconnect myself from the hustle and bustle of life, just kind of, um, I don't know, uh, figure out like what's most important, get your priorities straight. It's, it's a reminder to me that life is short and it's an opportunity to become closer to God. Um, so yeah, that's why I think Ramadan is special or important to me. Amjad, how about you? Well, uh, for me, really, it's a time of self-discipline. It really, I have to put myself straight in and Ramadan isn't just about fasting from food and water. It's really about fasting from all immoral acts like gossiping, talking about people, and it's really a time of self-control. It really helps me practice up a lot. And another point that Omar hit up on, walk in a person's shoes for a day, and you'll know how they are. Really, I have a lot of little brothers, and I watch them fast with us too. And it really makes me happy to see them at the time of breaking the fast. It's like they've been holding in all day and not eating. And it really makes you feel how happy it would be to help someone that's not even in your own family, someone outside. There's a lot of many hungry people out there in Africa and also in Albuquerque. I mean, if you really never thought about it. So it really makes me want to help out with the community. So that's it's really a time of me to really focus on charitable events and really self-discipline for me. Omar? I would heavily, uh, totally agree with Amjad. It's about self-discipline for me, especially because... I actually feel that there's unity within our community when everybody else around me is fasting, my whole family, all my friends, and, you know, just abstaining from, like, food and all these basic, you know, things. It makes me feel that, feel what the poor people are feeling, and it makes me want to do more to help the community and everybody around me so nobody has to go hungry again. Wow. <clears throat> so can you tell us a bit about the Fasathon now, Amjad? Hi. Uh, well, it's really a program that started off in Knoxville, Tennessee in 2001 by the local Muslim Student Association there. And it was a program where they did doing like what we're doing right now. And it was so successful over there that they decided to take it to a national level. So Muslim Student Associations everywhere right now are taking it on on a national level. And we've been conducting it four years, since four years ago. So since 2002, right now we're on our fourth annual Ramadan Fasathon. And we've had a very good success in it, too. And actually, um, just to add what Amjad was saying, it's been so successful that um, this week's edition of Newsweek actually features an article uh, on the Fastathon and uh, just all the different Fastathons that's been going on nationwide. So just kind of gives you an idea of how big it's gotten. 
Yeah, and it's really a successful event. But, I mean, what really is the Fastathon to the listeners out there? We haven't really explained it. It's really just like a program like the many of us heard about walkathons, where you walk and to raise money for cancer or anything like that, any other charitable organizations. The Fastathon is really a program where a person, any person that's uh, healthy and mature, can pledge to fast for one day, which means for the people that are wanting to participate, they'll abstain from food and water from the daylight hours of October 19th, which is from sunup till sundown. And basically a sponsor will pledge to pay $3 to a local food organization here, which is our beneficiaries, Project Share. And also to add to that, $3 doesn't sound like a lot, but at Project Share, which is where the money is going to be going, $3 can feed 10 people. So you are really helping. Yeah, it's really, really great or a program. And just to give you guys some stats about it, uh, if you want to know, in the U.S., one in four children are in the poverty level. They go hungry. They're not really well off. There's 37 million Americans under the poverty level. So this is just in our own country that we have that. And some stats about Project Share. Well, Project Share was a program that was opened up 22 years ago, and it's in the Albuquerque community. It's a UNM, very close to UNM. And what they do is they provide dinner for people that are very less fortunate. It's not just homelessness or stuff, really people that cannot afford to buy food. There's a lot of people that you guys might, people might not think there is, but there's a lot of people. Project Share provided 68,000 meals last year alone. And 30% of all those meals went to veterans of the United States Army. And 15% of all those meals went to children. And New Mexico, really, to think about it in a community scale, we're 15.1% according to the Census Bureau in poverty. So we're not doing too great. We're the third worst state in the poverty guidelines for the Census Bureau. So Project Share, really, we wanted to send to Project Share, which is a great beneficiary. There's many other soup kitchens that also help out, but we really wanted to focus on this one for the UNM students and the students abroad because this one takes care of something close to us. So on October 19th, if anyone can pledge to fast, you can sign up through our website or, as Suzanne will tell you guys. Yeah, we're going to be having um, booths. Of, uh, let's see, it's going to be Monday, October 16th, the 17th and the 18th, and we'll be up there to uh, have you guys sign Sign out pledge forms uh, from 11 to 2 p.m. on those days. And we're we're going to be uh, at the second level of the student union building on campus. So we'd love to see you guys and to come by and hopefully you guys um, can participate. And also some of we're also going to be signing up through our website and it's going to work on the honor system. We're not going to be checking on anyone to see if, you know, you fast or not. We're going to be not going to be living in people's pockets that day. It's okay. So we would love for everyone to sign up through the website uh, it's www.msaunm.org, and we'd love for you guys to sign up through there. It's going to be up to date in two days, and I'll have all the information on signing up. I just wanted to say real quick that the sponsors are uh, Afra Construction, the Islamic Center of New Mexico, and ABC Car Rental. So, and let me just say one more time: uh, it's going to be the second level of the Student Union Building. Uh, October 16th, 17th, and 18th from 11 till 2 p.m. Wow. Very cool. Thank you. Um, now, what are the events that are going to be taking place on that day? Well, this is Amjad over here. Uh, we're going to be having a dinner for everyone that wants to participate. It's going to be around 6.30 p.m., which is around when the sun goes down. 
It's going to be in the Southern Gym at Johnson Center, which is the UNM Johnson, which is the UNM Gym, and it's going to be a dinner for everyone that pledged to fast. You can, everyone can stop by and sign up. Free dinner, totally free dinner, and we're going to have a little lecture more about hunger in America and hunger in Albuquerque, and really we love to see everyone there. So, and hopefully to get to meet everyone to talk to each other and see if we can create events and groups to really work on more efforts towards helping hunger around the world and in the UNM community in specific. Anything else to add? Well, I really wanted to say, if really this is a chance for you to go hungry for one day, would you love to go hungry for one day so 10 other people wouldn't have to? Think about that, please. Wow. Thank you. I I want to say thank you for taking your t- time out of your day and you know, I'm pretty sure you're all busy with this event that's going on. So thank you for taking time out of your day to come to talk to us. Thank you, Jaren, thank so you. much. Thank you, thank you, Youth Radio. And thanks to everyone that will be participating in this. All right. Um, so I've, I'm Jaren Kai with KUNM Youth Radio, and you have been listening to an interview with Amjad Musleh, Omar Alamari, and Suzanne Madani with the UNM Muslim Students Association of UNM. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Jaren, for that lovely interview. Um, if you guys are interested in contacting the MSA, their website, once again, is msaunm.org. All right, now this is Mars, a music host, and I'll be playing some Khalid Mohad. Um, the, the song is be, be called Nasim Sabah and this song will be going out to Steve Emmons with that's all we are at Youth Radio he's a good helper and this song is referring to I guess what ladies will be refreshing and I guess washing up so Steve Emmons here's your song This next segment is from Blunt Radio producer Spencer Scott with a veteran of the Iraq War who returned due to injuries in the neck. I didn't hear the boom. I saw pretty much it was like a shower of sparks, like somebody lit off a pretty big uh, firework. Um, just yellow sparks shooting up about maybe 10 feet in the air. And then uh, I fell into the truck from the blast. My driver told me to get back up in the gun because he didn't know my injuries. And um, I climbed up, uh, fired a couple rounds, and then I lost uh, lost my strength and collapsed back into the truck. I was bleeding from my neck and my shoulder, my left arm really wasn't functioning, so... Granted, it's one of those million-dollar wounds you get to go home, but um, I miss being over there. I miss what I did. I mean, until I get back, I really don't think that I'm really going to be, I don't know, at one or whatever with my old self. I can sleep well at night, but I'll wake up uh, pretty abruptly. A couple instances, my mom had gone in my room for something, and uh, she said that I've woken up and followed her around the room. Uh, watching her, watching what she did, and uh, she says, only mom can say, it's not like uh, having her son watch, it's like having 
somebody who's really um, on edge watching what they're doing. Uh, sort of paranoid, I guess. I don't know if that's the term to use. My friends, they are behind me 100% because it's a pretty big thing uh, for someone my age to go off and say I fought in a foreign war, uh, was injured in battle, and uh, survived and made it back home. The siblings, on the other hand, um, I have two special needs. One's a brother and one's a sister. And uh, they don't quite grasp and they never will quite understand what I've been through, what I've done. Um, I've snapped at them a couple times since I've been home. Um, it's on small things. And they take great offense to it. And my mom would talk to me afterwards because they'd run to mom. And uh, she wouldn't yell at me or anything because she knows that I'm going through a big, big phase. And uh, she says, she just reminds me that they're not going to ever understand why um, I act the way I do now. Thanks to Spencer Scott from Blunt Radio in Portland, Maine, for that piece. Now back to Mars. This next song is by Toots and the Matos. Toots is one of the true architects of reggae, and his group The Matos is credited with giving the genre its name. The song I'm going to play is titled 5446 Was My Number. The head vocalist Toots created this song while he was incarcerated since all he did was play the guitar. With that matter, I have a cousin that just recently was released from the big house. So Craig Nasiyama, here's your song. That was Toots and the Matos with 5446 was my number. And now we have Michael with Calendar. Oh, um, well, Michael's not here this evening, so uh, we're standing in for him. Harry, tell the listeners who we are. Oh, right. Hi, I'm Harry, Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger. I'm Ronald Weasley, and this is your Youth Radio Weekly Calendar for October 8th, 2006. Here, let me read the first event. Wait, 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 let me do it. I don't know, Ron. Before we came in here, you didn't even know what a microphone was. Oh, come on, Hermione, give me a little credit. All right, go on then. Okay, so the first event is the Albuquerque... Albuquerque, Ron. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Albuquerque... International Balloon Fiesta. Whoa, a whole ten days devoted to party favours? No, Ron. The Albuquerque International Hot Air Balloon Fiesta is now in its 35th year, taking off with the theme, Out of the Blue. Come fly with them from now until Sunday, October 15th. If you'd like to learn more about the Balloon Fiesta, including where to park, where parking rides are available, and other tips, visit the Balloon Fiesta website at www.balloonfiesta.com or call... 8211000 Lights on after school is a nationwide event and New Mexico is a part of it. Come and give your say on why after school activities need to be provided. It's your chance to make a huge difference in your academic community. 
The conference will take place from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Cesar Chavez Community Center, located at 7505 Catherine Avenue Southeast. To learn more, call 821-3574. You know, we don't really have a lot of after-school activities at Hogwarts, do we? Well, Ron, Hogwarts is a boarding school, so the day doesn't ever really end for us. But please, Harry, continue. Male mistreatment of women has become a big issue in Santa Fe, northern New Mexico, and the world over. Tell me about it. Hey. Sorry, you two just joking. The Men Transforming Violence Summit is being held to bring all males together to discuss this topic and find ways to give males positive leadership roles to make a better future for both men and women. The conference will be held on October 21st from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and will take place at the Santa Fe Rape, Crisis, and Trauma Treatment Center, 6601 Valentine Way in Santa Fe. Call 988-1951 or visit www.sfrcc.org for more information. If you're like our friend Luna Lovegood, you may be concerned about preserving nature's beauty. Of course, if you're more practical than Luna, the things you're concerned about probably aren't figments of your imagination. Well, the Otero Mesa is quite real and it's in a spot of trouble. It's going to be severely drilled into and it can't be saved without knowledgeable activists. The Southwest Lecture Series presents Otero Mesa, an illustrated tour of the Otero Triangle. The Maxwell Museum is holding this special pre- presentation on Wednesday, October 25th. You can call 277-5963 or visit www.unm.edu slash Squiggly Line Maxwell for additional information. <laughs> Squiggly Line? Stop laughing, Harry. Go on then, Ron. You never know when you'll have a school dance. We certainly weren't expecting the Yule Ball when it came. Maple Street Dance Space is having an open house for all you aspiring dancers out there. There will be arts, crafts, ooh, and food. Uh, oh, and a performance by the various Maple Street classes. You can dance along on October 29th from 10am to 5pm. Call 342-1556. Or visit their uh, website thingy at www.maplestreetdancebase.com. If you don't enjoy dancing, like myself, maybe you'd prefer to sit and watch. The Public Academy for the Performing Arts is putting on a dance recital of their advanced students, and you're invited. The performance will take place at the South Broadway Cultural Center at 7 p.m. Call 262-4888 and ask to speak with Miss Kathy Scott to find out more. Apparently, October is Fair Trade Month, you can help create a fair society that doesn't exploit its workers. Fair trade helps send the money from products directly to those who work hard to make them. I know if I made firebolts, I'd want the money I earned. Oh, sure, but you want to support the Society for the Promotion of Elvish Welfare. Hermione, could we save the spew's promotion for later? It's not spew! Sorry. To learn what you can do to support fair trade, visit www.globalexchange.org. This has been your Youth Radio Weekly Calendar for October 8th, 2006. I'm Hermione Granger. I'm Harry Potter. And I'm Ronald Weasley. So, uh, what happens now? You give it back to the hosts, Ron. Give what back? The show, Ron. What are you talking about? I don't carry shows in my pocket. Oh, honestly, we were doing so well up until now. Why do you always manage to spoil everything, Ron? Well, at least I can say Albu Queer Queen now. <sighs> Sorry about them. Best send it back to our fantastic muggle hosts, Diana and Jaren. Um, thank you, you three strange British children who I'm sure kidnapped Michael. Um, 
<coughs> this week's producer was Kyle Ferris. Kyle also produced the interview with Albuquerque activists Armand Chikarian and Miriam Adams. Kyle also ran the board this week as our engineer. Our calendar this week was compiled by Mar- Michael Harley, and music this week was picked out by Mars Chalan. The interview with the Iraq War veteran was produced by Spencer Scott of Blunt Radio in Portland, Maine. Our adult co-conspirators this week were Roberto Rael, Steve Emmons, Elizabeth Dwyer, Roman Garcia, and Marcos Martinez. Other members of Youth Radio who could not be here with us tonight are Philip Riley, Avikra Lucky, Paula Castillo, and Lucia Martinez. I'm your host, Jaron Kai. And I'm Diana Barron-Moore. Next up is Spoken Word. But now for more music from Mars. In the meantime, remember to support our dear friend Katie Holmes in her time of dire need for more for more information on the anti-Tom Cruise movement, go to FreeKatie.com. We love you, Katie! Down, Down with Tom! All right, this is Mars, your music host, and to end off this show, we'll be playing a little funky beat by Pete Rock and the rhyming style of CL Smooth with the creator, and it seems like we're going to have a little extra more time, and then, well, after the that song, we'll have some J-Live with Wax Paper. 